everybody, episode 32 is here, and what a surprise, Jack's not thrilled about it, here's Andrew. Jack is so, so predictable as usual. Uh, this week, you know, we're, we're still in this, like, uh, so here's the thing about part three, is like, you know, it's got... <laughs> here's, here's why part three is actually good and not bad, like Jack says. Part three has, is long. All right, so that's the first thing to understand about part three. It's long. Water is wet. And a lot of stuff happens. So the things you remember about part three are the good parts, because there's a bunch of good parts. But sprinkled in, you know, like like little little fairy dust in between the good parts is um, the not-so-good parts. And we just happen to be in one of the most concentrated sections of bad parts of part three, which is the, Mm -hmm. the, the, the absolute void in between... In between uh, Polner, the Polner F fight and meeting Whole Horse, because uh, mm-hmm. those are two good parts, but we're in between that, and it's not great. <laughs> yeah, we're in between like the Polner F show starring Polner F and like a bunch of stuff. It's it's a thing, but we also have New Jojolian, which is very exciting. <laughs> what a fucking trip Jojolian has gotten to be. Like I'm. I'm very. Jolian has gotten to the point where I'm just like, I know at some point there's gonna be actual plot movement happening, but like, <laughs> it's just... this is vital to the plot, Andrew. Come on, <laughs> come on. I'm just like waiting for when it, when is Jolian gonna hit the part where it like it, it it like gets itself figured out. But here's the thing: is I'm not really all that concerned about it. In fact. When that happens, or if that happens, I'm going to be kind of taken aback a little bit, because I'm so used to it just being nonsense that I, I love it so much. <laughs> I think we'll get some, like, super, super in-depth plot development at some point this year. Which is to say, in the next seven or eight chapters. <laughs> God. Love those monthly mangas, people. But yeah, anyway. no, the new chapter is really good, and we will get yeah. to that. But let's cover some part three first. So last week we left off on the first page of Devil Part Dev- One, Chapter One Thirty Three, and this is uh you know Kakyoin's uh, profile page, which I think we covered last week. It's his profile pic. Yeah, it's his, this is his profile pic, and this is telling you all about him. But he's, uh, he, he's a good boy, and he and he loves he loves justice. So that's, the way the chapter starts is pretty cool yeah the boat's like dying like yeah it's like decaying yeah if you remember last week um they just got off the boat um the strength boat bad boat and jotaro killed forever which is the strength stand user um i think and now the boat's dying as well and turning into uh a tiny well actually in the anime, it turned into a tiny little rowboat, right? Well, no, because uh, I was actually wondering this myself. Where did they get the rowboat from if the, the boat is the stand? Because the stand... This the... is the boat they uh, came in on. This is oh, the life raft from okay. the old boat. All right. I, you know, it's it's easy to forget that this was boat number two. Back, <laughs> back-to-back boat, boat action. To boat. <laughs> boat to boat. Boat to boat. What's your favorite boat movie, Andrew? We're talking about some boats. Boat to Boat, starring Tim Allen. Oh, God. (laughs) No, I can't do the grunt. I I can never do the grunt. Um, So, yeah, they're on the life raft and they're drifting away. 
And Joey is like, we were completely incapacitated. Why, if it hadn't been for Jotaro, we'd be dead for sure. I wonder, will we encounter stands just as strong as this one? Maybe even stronger. Jotaro lights up his cigarette. Kakyoin combs his hair. <laughs> Everybody's just rep. like doing their like, look, putting on their strongest looks, you know? While the threatening sound effect plays over this. And Polnareff's just like, I want a little piece of gum. I got some gum here. <laughs> And we get a little um, a little map showing like how far away our heroes are from Cairo. And it's very far, because they have not had an easy ride. No. I do yeah. like that uh, that like on the map, it like labels. It's like, okay, so they got from Tokyo almost to Hong Kong, and that's where Tower of oh Grey my... happened. And then they got yeah. a little further on the cruiser, and that's where Dark Blue Moon happened. And then they got on the other boat, and that's where Strength happened. And now they're going to go all this <laughs> oh way my... on this fucking rowboat to Singapore. Which, like, oh, is, like, man. of all the weird things that happens in JoJo, the thought of this group of idiots getting, like... It's probably what looks like hundreds and hundreds of miles to Singapore on this fucking rowboat is hysterical right, to me. But let's be real here. They've got telekinetic powers, and I completely imagine Jotaro punching fish out of the water and cooking it with Magician's Red. Like, that that's how they lived. Okay. Uh, that That's my headcanon. Also, they got seawater and used Magician's Red to uh, desalinate it, and that's how they lived. Okay. Yeah, that, 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 that'll and girl, work. And girl Smokey's just with them this whole time, like you know. Oh, just... girl Smokey sticks around way past, <laughs> way past like anything. It, uh, she's just here. Um, we get a little bit about Singapore. Seems like a like a very clean city, country yeah. where all the ships of the world come and go. We got this right. weird uh, lion mermaid combination statue thing, which is strange. Yeah, maybe that's, like, their thing. And really just cool, funny moment. <laughs> um, a police officer yells at Polnareff because he thinks that he's littering, but it's just Polnareff's bag. <laughs> he's like, why are you doing leaving that garbage here? <laughs> that's my like, bag. It's like, oh, where, where's the garbage, buddy? Mind telling me that that's your luggage? I'm very sorry. And Girl, and Girl Smokey finds this very funny. Oh, it's it, it's super funny. Um, and they're trying to figure out like what to do with her, and it's like, oh, do you want do you want to like us to pay for a room or something? And pulling her effort with a lot of tact here. Hey, you're pretty poor, aren't you? We'll feel sorry for you, so you can come with us for now. Polnareff <laughs> is very tactful. I th- oh, I'd say he's 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 the Junpei of Team Joj. That's mean. Polnareff, but cool. also. Polnareff is cooler than that. Uh, he's got some bad moments, my dude. <laughs> John Pierre Polnareff, bad moments. Yeah. Um, so they stay at this hotel. Uh, Polnareff goes up to this room. By the way, this is a Polnareff arc, if you hadn't already figured that out. Um, it's in the room. There's just this weird doll. Just, just right in the by this lamp. He doesn't take any notice of it. Yeah, but... so the, the doll's there. And then this uh, this arc goes from, from like nothing to what the fuck really fast. So like things start happening right on the next page. Who is this yeah. man, Jack? <laughs> well, Polnareff is just like looking around. It's like, but man, you people just won't let us catch a break, will you? Just come out already. And then this bad man crawls out of this tiny refrigerator. 
Um, and how did he fit in there? That's mm, mm. no. Mm. He's got a lot of leg in this one panel. <laughs> his not... leg, his leg is growing so much. Oh, um, but this is Devo the Cursed, and his stand represents the devil of the Major Arcana. It symbolizes symbolize pleh, confusion and misfortune. Tell me, how did you know I was hiding in the fridge? Are you stupid? You took everything out of the fridge and left them in plain sight. Okay, good good on you. Also, Polnareff's hair looks like it's just going off panel here. And just like... Going whoop. straight into the void. Yeah, just like... <laughs> forever. Um, so, Devo pulls out his stand like right off the bat. Ebony Devil. And it, it's, it's like a weird bug, I guess. Wait, you yeah, got anything about this? I don't know. It kind of looks like it has like a reverse nose ring in its head. Oh, well, yeah. My notes for this is just, what do you know? Stand attack. Like, <laughs> oh, right. crazy. Crazy yeah. how that happens. Silver Chariot still looks cool. Has not evolved yet into looking uh, worried constantly. Yeah, but then he just like, you know, he, he yells out for his Silver Chariot and boom, stabs him in the face, in the eye, and in the tongue. Oh, I, I didn't notice this eye hit right here. Yeah, That's a good dude, eye he gets him right in the eye. It's like, oh, that man. sucks for this guy. So the next page, just bleeding everywhere. Just, oh, just yeah. Just fucking Gushing bleeding blood. everywhere. You've really done it. You've really done it now, Polnareff. You dared to do it. That's so painful. It hurts so much. This guy's losing his mind. Polnareff's like, what? what's with this guy? And... Stan Ebony Devil activates when I'm injured, and it grows more powerful the more hatred I have for my opponent. And then he just bounces, like, off the railing and just leaves. Like, he's, like, eight stories up, I think, and just gone. Oh, man. And Polnareff, as he's looking around, is like, whoa, where'd he go? Uh, a chunk comes yep. off of his ankle. This is not the first time this specific injury will happen to Polnareff. Polnareff gets several large chunks of his body taken off at several points in Stardust Crusaders, and it's very strange. Yeah, Polnareff suffers a lot of leg-based harm, I'd say. <laughs> and he gets, like, he gets, like, filleted, man. Like, it's weird. <laughs> I, I, to be clear, filleted or filleted? What's, alright... F-L-A-Y. No, filet, like a filet of meat. Because he could also be flayed. And, okay. Now you just made me sound like a huge dumbass, Jack. I barely I barely know what you're talking about. To flay something is to, like, remove the, like, the outer covering. Like Oh, okay. If, like, if his skin was flayed, like... The skin would just come off. Right, right. No, that's not that's not what happens to him. He just okay. It's like it's like when you when people like have the cat the dead cow and they cut the steak off, kind of like that. That's what that's oh, yeah. what happens when you just, to like, Polnareff. Go to the restaurant and they, you you like point at the dead cow. It's like yeah, I want the, I want a piece of that. I want that <laughs> New York Polnareff cut. You know what I'm saying? Oh, God. Serve it up, medium <laughs> rare Polnareff sirloin. <laughs> um. So, Polnareff, instead of going back down to the lobby um, and, like, meeting his friends, uh, calls everyone else up. Uh, oh, I guess, like, no cell phones, right? right yeah. Now. 
Uh, he, so he calls everyone else up. It's like, there was a stand user in my room. He gave me the creeps and he cut my leg weird. Oh no. Um, <laughs> I love how he's just like doing this on the phone. He just got the, like, again, he got this huge chunk of meat taken out of his ankle, probably took one of his tendons with it. And he's just like tying this thing around his ankle. Like, all right, what are we going to do? Oh, uh, let me, where, cause there's, I don't think, I don't think that would be a tendon. It's just meat there. Like, you think I'm so? Just, like, Oh, well, I'm feeling it, and it's just like it's just... bone and meat. Okay. So, so, so maybe he got really maybe hurt. he got really lucky then. Maybe maybe this was the best case scenario. <laughs> the last time Polnareff will ever be lucky in this story. <laughs> um. So I don't get it at all. I saw a stand, even though it didn't move at all. Um. And he hangs up the phone. Everyone's gonna meet down in the lobby. Is like. Um, before he starts going down, there's like, uh, he calls room service. I've injured my ankle. Could you bring me some aspirin and a bandage? Thanks. Um, <laughs> and in true Polnareff fashion, he wrapped his wound with his unwashed underwear. This sucks. Oh, man. So we cut back to the lobby where Joey and Abdul give us some uh, much needed exposition about Devo the Cursed. He claims to be a Native American shaman and is known around the world as a lethal assassin. He is also a deadly stand user. And that's that's basically it. But the, the best part of this exchange is the extreme close-up yeah, of Abdul so and good. Joey's faces. <laughs> it, <laughs> it's like they're two halves of a heart and you just like smush them together and make them kiss. That That's yes, what this that's looks what like. Yes, that's what we right? want. And I love that it's just like the 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 real the problem here is just how inconsequential the whole thing feels. It's like oh Abdul's just like giving us this expedition exposition about this guy. I'm just like, well, Polaroid's just gonna find a way to beat him, and then we're never gonna bring him up again. Oh, absolutely. He's so just here to fill out the tarot. Yeah. So it's just like that, and that honestly is really the problem with these filler chapters. It's just like. There's right ways to do filler. Like, filler is, like, not a bad thing in and of itself. But, like, try to build up these these bad guys as something more than they they are not. Like, something more... Oh, man, I lost I lost my sentence there. To make these bad guys seem more important than they are is really oh, what... Yeah. Is really the big problem here. Yeah, like, it. The, Rocky did it well with Whole Horse. Yeah, exactly. But see, the thing about Whole Horse is... You'll see... We'll talk about this when we get to him, but, like... He feels like he's not just a one note, like he's not just uh, there to get killed. He at the feels end. just like this guy. Yeah, exactly. Whereas Devo here is like the fact that Araki had to get this whole panel for Avdol to like expose on on our friend Devo here is just like just just not great. I, I like ex the verb of exposition is it as expose. Can you expose on this for, for me? <laughs> Thank you, Abdul. <laughs> it, it's like EXP double A Z. Exactly. <laughs> That's my new um, word. I love it. Uh, so Polnareff lost his keys. Also, his hair height varies panel to panel. It's real weird. Like, he either has a very tall skull or short hair. I don't know. Um, his keys are gone. They're under the bed. He still hasn't done anything with this weird doll. Turns out he goes, goes to grab his keys under the bed. Like he's all the way under there now. And suddenly cords come out and, uh, tie him under the bed. Like a, 
he's just strung up like a Christmas goose. I don't know. I've never had a Christmas goose. <laughs> have you ever had a Christmas goose? I've never had a Christmas goose. It's no, always it like it's always been out. it's always been fish usually for me. Fish and really fish on Christmas Eve. It's an Italian thing, and like ham um, on Christmas Day. Oh, I love ham on Christmas Day. Oh yeah. Um. So he's trussed up under uh, the bed like a Christmas ham, and someone squirts shampoo in his eyes so he can't see. And then we see someone take a saw and just saw the bedpost out. So uh, it falls down on Polnareff, and he's in a very bad situation. Yeah, like, Polnareff's not doing so good, but this is just par for the course. So it's he's... pull for the course. Oh! oh jokes! Um, yeah, and then this poor bellhop comes in. It's like, Mr. Polnareff, you asked for these medical supplies? Get out of here. Your life is in danger. Huh? Schlork. Rest in pieces. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Because we see in excruciating detail, almost like slow motion over the course of like three pages, um, an, a shadowy figure take a razor blade and carve off this bellhop's face. <laughs> and it's like, do you ever see the remake of House on Haunted Hill? I have not. Oh, man, I think you would like it because it's super bad. But yeah. there's this one scene where um, a guy's face is just carved out, and it's just this hollow mass, and that's kind of what this reminds me of. And <laughs> the look on his face as the face falls. <laughs> it's like it's, it's like very funny. It's like, oh, It's like, man, I was just trying to do my job, and like, what the fuck? I was, was going to use that face. <laughs> um... So, we still don't see who has done all these things. If it wasn't but... so gross, it'd be a great thumbnail. Oh, yeah. We can't re- We can't do gross thumbnails. Just, like... <laughs> Unprincipled, a... really. Yeah. For people who don't like that sort of thing. Um, but we see a hand drag the bellhop into the room, put a Do Not Disturb sign on it, and uh, jump under the bed. And then Polnareff sees that it's this gross doll. Oh, did you see that coming? I didn't. Nah. Uh, nah. No. No. Um, so the doll is the stand, I guess. It really doesn't make sense because the guy, Devo has a stand. We saw it. Yeah. But then what's this? I don't. Right? That's a good point. I don't know. Like. Maybe the stand he... can is possessing the doll. That's like the only way I can explain it. It's really it. the only explanation. Yeah. Um, and now, as but, then the, but then the doll guy gets Silver Chariot right in the fucking leg. Oh, Jeez. God, yeah. As Silver Chariot um, begins to look worried, because, turns out, if you can't see something, your stand can't see it. I don't know if that's ever, like, brought up as a thing again, but now it is. Oh, yeah, look, um, you, like, Ebony Devil is popping out of the doll, so I guess that's how that works. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. But there's yeah. definitely some some important tendons in the back of your calf oh, there. Oh, gosh. Um, maybe he just, like, uh, <laughs> like, I'm trying to, okay, so if Silver Chariot's leg is like a log, <laughs> or the tendon is like a log, maybe he just stabbed in the middle of it, and there's, it just it's so, fine. totally missed it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's fine. They don't have a doctor. It doesn't matter. Um... So the little devil thing, doll, uh, makes a spear out of something, he, or he just has it, and 
is trying to stab Polnareff, just trying to get him. Just like, meh. And barring that, he just takes another bite. Well, he takes a bite out of Silver Chariot's leg that he also stabbed. And <laughs> remember when we said there's a lot of leg-based harm? Yes. Yeah. Ugh. So, he's, so Silver Chariot is trying to stab him, but just unable, because there's no way that Polnareff can see it. So he's kind of just like swinging the sword uh, wildly. And also, like, Silver Chariot's sword, like, it's a rapier. Like, he's really can only stab. Yeah, really... I don't see. I don't see how that's an effective weapon uh, in this in these situations. Honestly, I mean, so I guess he punches with it, kind of. So maybe I don't know. But yeah. I really like the pose Silver Chariot does when it's stuck to the bed, kind of with its sword in the bed, and it's kind of like just like leaning over. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, so. Ebony Devil has just been jumping around, breaking all the alcohol bottles we saw before for some reason that will be soon revealed. Um, takes another hunk, chunk, hunk chunk out of Silver Chariot's neck. Uh, and you can immediately see, panel to panel, Silver Chariot becoming uh, the worried friend we will have for the rest of his time. Because, like, the the eye guards go from like slanted upwards to slanting downwards do you see what i mean yeah 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 it <laughs> it's the it's amazing how much of a difference that makes um but yeah polnareff's having a bad time because this time the chunk is also taken out of his neck uh silver chariot breaks a mirror trying to hit ebony devil still not working this is just like a fuck fest of a fight <laughs> like it's like, like polnareff is just getting absolutely bodied right now like he, yeah. he can't do anything yeah he's he's trying he tried to wrap ebony devil up in uh, a bed sheet to like restrict his movement doesn't work gets a big old hunk carved out of his hand for his trouble like no, no luck um and he sees Ebony Devil like scurrying around, like from his vantage point under the bed. And it's like, what the hell is he doing now? <laughs> uh, he sees Devil at the mini fridge, and suddenly his head turns around 180 degrees, oh. Exorcist style. It's like, now, Polnareff, I'm gonna bite your dick off. <laughs> and it's perfect oh they god got this excellent in the anime this was the one moment of this fight i was looking forward to yeah no that's real this is really good mm-hmm bite your dick off that <laughs> dirty little bastard oh uh you really are a moron be careful of the floor huh it's covered with beer wine and juice this was my plan i couldn't have made it better i couldn't have made it wetter if i pissed on it yeah <laughs> And his plan is to throw this, um, like, 1980s-ass hairdryer with exposed circuits um, onto the ground. And then electric current? Sure. Fine. Pretty sure it wouldn't work like that, but oh well. What, with beer? Oh, like, the carpet absorbs it, sure, but the carpet is going to have a certain level of resistance to the electricity. But, yeah, well, I guess when we're dealing with, like, psychic ghost people it's like yeah i'm overthinking it i know yeah. i know <laughs> i can't help it 
It's fine. Oh. It's fine, Jack. Calm, calm, calm down. It's all. It's uh, all good. It's yeah. all good. I'm just mad about Devil. Not really mad, just apathetic. But then on uh, um, right here, Silver Cherry gets him yeah, right in the head. Yeah, because he goes to. Goes to dro- drop the hairdryer on the floor, and what's that? Silver Chariot pierces it. it pierces the hairdryer and his head. Because guess what? Polnareff broke that mirror on purpose so he could see the angle and then just stab Devil right in its goddamn head. Um, cuts its legs off as uh, retribution for the leg-based harm he underwent earlier. And uh, Polnareff tries to interrogate this little demon man who's like, Hey, Diva, let me ask you. I'm looking for a man with two right hands. Tell me how his stand works. Are you stupid? Stand users never just reveal their abilities. If they do, either the stand user or their target has to die. Um, and knowing that, <laughs> it's like, what's the matter? Didn't you say you were going to bite my dick off? Why don't you try it now, you <laughs> little bastard? And great, then great pose. Great oh, pose. Oh, Polnareff and Silver Chariot look super cool here. Yeah, Silver Chariot was mean as fuck. Oh, uh, just goes in and rips the doll to pieces. Yeah, I think and giving Silver Chariot pieces, uh, pieces, giving Silver pieces. Chariot pupils is has is like was a big part in making him look yeah look like not a mean boy because yeah. when, when he doesn't have pupils, he looks strong as fuck. Oh yeah, he he looks super cool here. But he kind of needed to because everyone else had pupils and, like, it kind of humanizes him a little bit instead yeah. of just being this monster. <laughs> um, but we cut to the bathroom in the hotel and uh, staff going, is like, sir, you've been here a while. I just heard you scream. Are you okay? No, he's not all right because <laughs> Devo <laughs> is dead. Yeah, rest in pieces. He Although... looks like, I, I well, I just have written down is like... <laughs> Um, he looks like the guy with Bonitis from Futurama. <laughs> like, <laughs> his only regret is that he had Bonitis. Bonitis. Oh, uh, like, I, I, I'm assuming he's dead. And this is, like, the first time we've seen, like, a human die on screen. Is that right? In part three? No, no, no. Like, like a stand user die. Oh, Not stand... People are basically red shirts in part three. <laughs> yeah, cares? I was gonna say, like, a stand user. Uh, yeah, actually... Unless you got the monkey. Didn't the monkey die? Oh, we didn't really see him die. This is oh, like... Okay. Yeah, this is yeah, like in Devo your face. dead. But like, is nobody gonna bring up about... Bring up the, uh... The bellboy that got his face cleaved off? Uh, no one really liked Jerry anyway. Like, he was on his <laughs> way out. He, yeah. The, he said some things that, that no nobody really wanted to like... <laughs> nobody wanted to step in. You know, nobody wanted to be that guy to be like, What happened to Jerry? Shut up! No, it's it's way better... He whistled all the time. <laughs> God. Uh, so now we're going to switch up. I don't know why the coloring switches here. Maybe this is an Iraqi, Iraqi original. But color switches, I don't like it because Joey looks super weird. Oh, yeah. The coloring just gets real dark. This must be... Well, no, because now we're back to, like, Richard Scary levels. So this must be yeah, Iraqi. Yeah, this is... <laughs> this is... Uh, the Like, this... I'm trying to combine busy town and Singapore, and it's not coming together. Whatever. Uh, so Joey, this is Yellow Temperance Part One. Sorry. Um, Joey shows everyone a neat trick that he has because he wants to uh, see what Dio's been up to, but he doesn't need a camera right now. He can do it with the TV, and 
If you've ever seen Transformers 2004, this is basically what Bumblebee does. <laughs> but first, I really like this uh, cover because it's like one of the only official times we've seen a platinum star platinum. And it looks cool. Yeah, I guess that is sort of platinum. I, I feel like it's like purple tinted still. Yeah, well, platinum can mean a lot of things. <laughs> okay. Okay, Jack. Maybe I can just see color and you can't. Oh, I've been colorblind this entire time? Clearly. Are you telling me that Jotaro's coat is not mauve? Like, Clearly. Ugh, gross. <laughs> um, this is just a predecessor to part four, you know? Oh, God. <laughs> Every, everything is all colors simultaneously. Um, anyway, check, check out this hot uh, Doraemon cameo. Except uh, Doraemon cameo, um, this uh, Godfather part something cameo. Yeah. I've never seen the Godfathers. Have you seen the Godfathers? I have. I've seen. I've seen the the, the two Godfathers. The third one I never watched. <laughs> the two Godfathers. The two the Godfathers third one does not exist. <laughs> um, a little MTV. So what Joey is able to do is somehow get words from the tv channels that um make sentences and it's fine uh tom petty is here like he's just on on the tv you see that up there tom petty yeah tom petty's here in the in the panel that says oh yeah Traitor. Look, Look that's that. Tom Petty. <laughs> it, is, it's, it is Tom Petty, and there's a... The weird pastel coloring just continues to, like, confuse it's, me here. It's bad. <laughs> well, I guess not bad, it's just, like, uh, a stark contrast, and Abdul's face is almost completely gone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it turns out that there's a traitor among Team Joj, and it's Noriaki Kakyoin. Whoa! Beware, he is Dio's agent. And, like, who's... How, who's saying this? I don't how, know. Hermit Purple has never made sense. Yeah, um, Hermit Purple just continues to just be, uh... Like, kind of like, uh... Like a Deus Ex Machina, like... But forever. Yeah, it's like, oh, I need to do a thing. Hermit Purple! <laughs> well, no, yeah, but see, that's the thing, is that Iraqi didn't know what to do with Joey, but he knows he still wanted to use his character... So he just built the stories to his sex machina into Joey. It is yeah. a part of him. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I have written down, Joey can do this because the plot demands that he can do this. <laughs> <laughs> but look, Dio's on TV because he felt them uh, watching him for the psych from the psychic link between the Joe stars. Right. Whatever. Um, Dio! Joseph Josaw, once again, you have been watching me. Dio! And then he blows up the TV because he sure. can do that, apparently, yeah. Um, so Joey and Abitur are like, oh, you think that was true? You think Kakyoin is a traitor? Uh, I don't know, but we better keep our guards up. Where is he now? He's with Jotaro. They're getting us train tickets to India. Cut to uh the two boys and still girl smoky this is like zoomed out uh drawings of (laughs) jorts and kekyo eater it's absolutely hysterical to me they look like little game board pieces yeah it's (laughs) very good (laughs) um so they're gonna buy some ice cream but then this uh i'm gonna call him joe coconut so (laughs) joke (laughs) so (laughs) okay joe 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 coconut 
Joe Coconut uh, sells Girl Smoky on the idea instead of ice cream, just eating this coconut. <laughs> <laughs> you could even eat the meat inside. Ah. Listen, I don't want to know what the meat of the coconut is. You you've never had coconut meat? I don't like the taste of coconut. Oh. So no, I have not had coconut meat. No, it's it's pretty good. It's it's nice. It's like a like a nice chunk. Like it's refreshing. It's tropical. It just takes the edge off. It's refreshing. It's tropical. Yeah, it's like it's like sitting at a beach. Um, but Joe Coconut, his arm does a thing, and then the coconut's top comes off. And I don't really want to talk about Joe Coconut's arm. It's it's weird. It's gross. <laughs> um, so he tries to uh well. They, he sold them on these coconuts. So George is just, sounds good. We'll take three. All right, that'll be $12. Hey, that should be six. And Kakyoin pulls out his wallet. And then this unlucky bastard uh, steals it. And Kakyoin gets real dark for a second. Oh, yeah. And, this guy stole from the wrong oh, guy. Oh, 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 shit. Oh, God. Kakyoin's face here. Think you can get away with stealing my wallet, you, li- you, you useless piece of shit. shit. Take so this. His face is terrifying in both these panels, and he fucking knees this guy right in the fucking nose. Oh, God. This this man's face is gone. And Kakyoin like, proceeds to give him a fucking, a fucking attitude adjustment. A five- oh, is that, the, is that the name of this move? Yeah, it's one of John Cena's moves. <laughs> oh, okay. Is that like his signature move? Like is that it's one thing? of a few signature moves. Oh, okay. You are as worthless as a rat's filthy ass. You swiped my wallet with the same hands you used to wipe your dirty ass with. The face he has here as he's like breaking this man is amazing. Oh, like what this... is it? You fucking son of a bitch. This face. No. Oh, that face too, but with the same hands you used to wipe your dirty oh, ass with. Oh, yeah. All this... these faces are great. Yeah, this is why I took eight screen grabs of Kakyoin's face in the Yellow Temperance arc. It's perfect. Um, And so, like, this man, he's just almost dead. And Jorts steps in and is like, Kakyoin, that's enough. Stop it. And uh, Girl Smokey just comments like, wow, that backbreaker, what a brutal move. He's using such filthy language. Kakyoin. She, dude, she's just sitting in the sidelines. Wow, he sure is murdering that guy. Yeah, sick. <laughs> Didn't you hear what I said? I told you to back off, Kakyoin. What has gotten into you? And this g- super weird close-up of Kakyoin's eyes. That hurt. You didn't have to push me like that. This guy tried to steal my wallet. He's a terrible person. He deserved to be punished. Isn't that right, my buddy Jotaro? As Jotaro thinks, this guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Do you want to cut it there and go to uh, Jojolian? Yeah, we might as well. So that was part one of Yellow Temperance. So Yeah, we'll pick it up... gets weird. Yeah, it's. I don't think Yellow Temperance is as bad as... Like, Devil? Still... Well, no. Yeah, I, no, I still it... think Devil was better than Strength, but I think Yellow yeah. Temperance is better than Devil. We're kind of on an upswing here. Uh, yeah. Still we're... not fantastic, but it's 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 improving. Yeah, especially we're on we're definitely on an upswing because after Yellow Temperance is Emperor and Hangman, and that's that's a peak for a while. Yeah, 
Because then we get Empress, Wheel of Fortune, Justice, Lovers, and then Sun, Death 13 is where it picks back up. Oh, yeah. Well, Death 13 is just a masterpiece. Yeah. Remember Lovers? I Lovers is... The Little Crab Man, and then <laughs> Green, Hierophant Green and Silver Chariot went on like an amazing voyage. Is that the name of that movie? I think it is. Where like the tiny little submarine goes inside the guy and like. Oh right, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, so we got some stuff happening, but we're getting closer. We're getting closer to the good, so that's good. So anyway, uh, let's jump over to chapter sixty-one of Jajolian, the latest chapter. It's called Blue Hawaii Part One. And I didn't know know what Blue Hawaii was before this. Oh, I I actually don't know what that is. I didn't get that reference. It's a movie starring Elvis Presley. Oh, well, that would make sense. But, uh, so... I think it's the first stand named after a movie. Wait, really? I think so. Wow, that's actually... That's actually a big step there. I didn't didn't know. Yeah. Yeah, we had bands, artists, uh, fashion icons, and now we now we got movie. Um, so yeah, you want to open us up with this uh, this weird boy? Oh yeah, so we start off on the uh, cover page here. We get our we get our quote. Mm-hmm. Even on the same road, they walk differently, which mm-hmm. I suppose is alluding to our friend Jobin being quite the double agent in in yeah. this family. Yeah, why is jo- Josh you here? What I don't know. He he's do? just there to fucking dick up the place. But uh, but <laughs> Jobin, <laughs> Jobin is a bad man, and and the the Higashikata boys don't know that yet. Mm-hmm. Well, Josuke mm-hmm. is Josuke is pretty convinced, but he doesn't want to he doesn't want to offend Norisuke. Mm-hmm. Definitely, because that he's a he's a proud papa and doesn't want to believe that his son is conspiring. Oh against yeah, he's him. he's a proud papa who's done who's done right by Josuke. So he's gonna get as much evidence as he can before just dropping dropping it on his face like that. So mm-hmm. um, we move on and wow, first panel, uh, Rockman mouth. <laughs> yeah. So last chapter we left off with Jobin asking this guy Dolomite for help in defeating uh, Josuke. And Dolomite's immediate answer is to, to that is to hop up, uh, bite a rock, so one of his uh, teeth falls out. And apparently this is the help Jobin needed. He's like, thank you. That is the right answer. <laughs> Just <laughs> Jobin's such a sketchy fuck. Yeah. Um, and Jobin, uh, this is some good dialogue between them. Um, like, Dolomite wants to reach, like, his blue lagoon, which is like his ideal happiness, but Jovan's like this is this is not your blue lagoon. It's a nice shrine, but it's it's not where you want to be. We need we as people need to climb higher. We'll never be happy. It's all relative because the point we're born at is zero for us, and people have to go upwards, turn upwards, as Josuke would say. Right. Um, but Josuke is trying to find the grafted uh, Rakakaka. He's going to the fruit appraiser, and they need to stop him because they want the Rakakaka. It's all about this fucking fruit. Like they're gonna get to this fruit, and it bet it better be there, and it better be like the size of a fucking beach ball. Like, oh yeah, like the way the the Rakakaka situation is getting built up, it's just like, you know, so something is gonna go down with it. 
And like maybe Jobin's the big bad, maybe he isn't. Who's really to say at this point? But he's definitely going to play a huge role in it. Oh yeah. Um, and Dolomite is like that cell phone that Josuke is carrying. Does it have information on it? That is correct. And I'm in entire need of your blue Hawaii. As Jobin very carefully scoops this tooth into an envelope while wearing gloves. I understand now why he's wearing these gloves for uh, a reason we'll get to later. Um, you wouldn't care if something rather unfortunate were happened to that Josuke person, yes? Or to this town of Mariah. <laughs> I'm fine with anything as long as my dad doesn't find out. Okay, Joven. Yeah, okay. what a what a bratty teen. Is he a teen? Maybe he's no, like... he he owns a Lamborghini and he has a wife and a son daughter. So... Oh, oh, so then he's not a teen. Well, he's acting like a teen. Can't no, let my act, dad. Yeah, find he's out. acting like a shitty teen. Yeah, um, I knew he owned a Lamborghini, but I always just thought that was because he was loaded. Oh yeah, well fair. Yeah, <laughs> um, and we cut back and Josuke's in some trubs because. Uh, where we last left our hero <laughs> old fat jolene is back oh, at it again jolene. back at it again <laughs> at this brick wall um, this old lady because the stand attack has now been transferred to this lady who is trying to get to josuke um as josuke sees that the kid who we thought was in porio like six months ago um is now like fine well not fine his skull is probably caved in yeah um, like it's not good but but josuke has got the uh the tooth in one of his soap bubbles yeah and... God, soft and wet is such a cool stand yeah it can do... it's one of the best like utility stands oh yeah um, and as old lean or yeah old lean uh comes in to like attack josuke uh he notices that the blood she's flicking off and is very cognizant of the fact that he should not touch that blood. And as she comes up over the wall, she face plants on the concrete. It's like, uh, are you okay? No, she's not okay. She's still a zombie. Um, and gets up bleeding profusely and comes after Josuke while he's thinking, like, I get the feeling I shouldn't touch her. <laughs> yeah, Josuke? Yeah? You, th you think? Oh, man. But we get some of his logic is, that boy looks like he's okay, but the boy touched the tooth in the envelope, and then the boy touched the old woman in the car, so yeah, this is kind of like a stand-based uh, zombie virus sort of thing. But right. it looks like it can only affect one person at a time. So, eh, maybe. So it's We're... not like, it's not like overpowered, but like no, it's still, it's... it's still, as far as like long-range stand goes, this is like extra long-range because like oh yeah it could theoretically it could just go on forever possessing different people jumping back and forth between bodies oh yeah it's kind of like black sabbath in uh part five right right yeah um so the old lady uh lunges at josuke misses uh plants into this uh mailbox and again like the kid she's with the with the signpost she's trying to move forward but can't because the mailbox is in her way and she kind of just like crunches her face under it kind of is that what's happening here it's really gross and yeah i think so yeah rips part of her face off in her effort to get to josuke um just like classic zombie like 
we we already know like zombie is rocky's favorite horror film this is this, he probably liked drawing this a lot it's just like i just want to draw some zombie gross it's like all right um and again the lady lunges at josuke and soft and wet comes in um and josuke uh like pushes her back with this trash can lid while soft and wet kind of like hangs out and then punches her face through the trash can lid. And Hell it's really, yeah. It's really cool. And then we so- get this this great two-page panel of Josuke just doing this awkward run. Oh yeah, it, it's, it kind of reminds me of like any movie that Tom Cruise is in and he runs, he's got like this weird Muppety run that he does that like he moves too much. It, it, it's like this. <laughs> it's like this. Um, cause after Josuke knocked down the woman with soft and wet, who is looking pretty good these days, he's gotten some like minor cosmetic adjustments. Like his horns are stars. He's got stars on the, uh, his shoulder plates. Which oh I yeah. Dude, soft and wet's looking great. All the mm-hmm. more reason that both him and Josuke need 2.0 SAS. Uh, oh boy. Do they ever. Please um, God. and just, <laughs> and Josuke does his best Joestar secret technique and just books it. <laughs> um, and he, he thinking, like, this is automatic. There's got to be a user somewhere, someone tracking me. It must be so they can touch some of their skin or blood to me and infect me with this ability. But how do they find out about the plant appraiser? Looks over his shoulder. The lady is there. Half her face is gone like a Terminator. It's it's bad. And it's she, a... she runs right through a wall. Yeah, yeah, while she's, like, grabbing at Josuke, he flips up onto some building scaffolding. Scaffolding? Yeah. Yes. And just, like, clonk. What, what is this? A, a don, dakan. Yeah, that's the sound that makes. It's, or no, dakashan. That's it. Um, and her head is just, like, in this wall. And she's like looking around she can't get to josuke since uh he's on the scaffolding but i guess like the stand effect like makes her go forward which is like huh her movement is linear as josuke says uh she can't like climb um or or so he thinks because we see that some blood has gotten up on the scaffolding and she reaches up and grabs one of its high tops and is able to uh, pull it off her. Pull it off Josuke. Uh, she's not even looking at me, but she grabbed my sneaker as I was climbing up. So maybe whatever like gets blood and gore on it like is now able to be seen by these like weird zombie people now. So it's kind of like so kind of like imagine like a heat tracking but but instead of tracking heat, it tracks blood, and that's it's kind of like Tremors two. Yeah, yeah, dude, just like just like Tremors two. Okay, have, have you seen Tremors two? No, I haven't. I've only oh, seen the first Tremors. Fuck. Oh. I know, I know. I've only seen the first Tremors. But but the thing is, the graboid evolves into a thing that can heat track, and that's what this is. Right. Okay. Um, not to be confused with Tremors three where they turn into flying dragons that are called ass blasters. Tremors is a great <laughs> Tremors is a great series. Um so Josuke um stomps on this lady's face, but now she grabs his other high top and now he is barefoot 
and our boy our boy rocky hasn't had to draw feet maybe ever because <laughs> these feet do not have this many sharp corners no just, just saying um but before he's able to run away the lady grabs him through this like panel of tarp but because like there's a layer between them um he's not affected by the stand but it was very close and soft and wet just uh punches her in the face like until he can get away but he can't get away so he uses his bubbles to float up this shovel this is my favorite part of the entire chapter oh of course it is sticks (laughs) has soft and wet stick the shovel in her mouth and then fucking ruthless he beats the shit out of this old lady with a shovel soft and wet is the most fucking fierce stand of all time josuke is like the most ruthless jojo like i think even ahead of johnny yeah (laughs) maybe because like he is not above beating anything anyone like to reach his goal like even in like the opening chapters he like was beating that guy who with uh what was that fun the fun 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 the, the surfer dude he trapped him in the apartment just right. like beat the shit out of him while yasuha wasn't looking it was really good but yeah just clonks this lady with the shovel um jumps down runs and just starts running um the lady's gone but turns out she's on the opposite side of the wall and trying to get to Josuke, but she she has to move in a line, so it, she can't get to him. Um, and he just some of his thoughts like, oh, they want they want the plant appraiser. They want to get to him uh, through me. They want to manipulate Josuke so they can like learn all that he knows. I really uh, like the the fact that like that th- this part of the plot right now is just like the <laughs> plant appraiser guy. It's like. Kind of just like all these different characters just like racing to get to the plant appraiser guy. It's like, who's going to win? This guy is just like having tea in his home. In his fucking weird uh, sweater vest with a bean on it. (laughs) This fucking peapod. He just got freaking beaned. Uh, He got beaned, alright. He got fucking beaned. (laughs) Um, So we now cut to the lady inside this house. Uh, which has some ne'er-do-wells in it because it's an under-construction building. And that's what ne'er-do-wells do. They just hang out in That's what they do. Yeah. Uh, are they supposed to be smoking... Wait, is that fucking... That's like SBR Universe Abaccio right there. <laughs> you see that? Holy shit. <laughs> Abaccio. You've seen some better days, my friend. This is like SBR Abaccio, but he's just like cracked out of his mind. Yeah, j- the Japanese uh, view on drugs is so outdated and weird. Like, uh, in manga and anime, like, if someone... Or manga, because no one does weed in anime. But, like, the effects of weed in manga are always, like, super bad and, like... I wonder if he, if anybody in Japan actually even smokes weed. Or if there oh, is even weed in Japan. Oh, no, it's it's a super high criminal offense over there like years in prison jesus yeah like it's happened a couple times where like um like anime sequels were canceled because uh one of the production crew was like uh found smoking weed and it was just went to jail holy (laughs) shit yeah they have a zero tolerance policy on drugs there it's bizarre 
Um, but yeah, these kids just like want to rob this lady because <laughs> uh, she's not really doing anything, and she's got like nice jewelry. You get um, more weird Josuke feet. Oh, God. <laughs> and his lame feet. <laughs> oh, like the the one panel that's like Dutch angled, and we just see him like ha ha ha. Hoo, ha yeah, because his his right foot here our left looks like he lost his little toes like it just got cut off oh yeah it, it was deadline time um so in the same page we get all these teens uh laughing at this old woman uh bashing her head against the wall and then a couple panels of josuke's feet and then just running it's really good it's really good i like it a lot yeah um and then he called, or what's happening with the, the cell phone? Oh, yeah. Um, he's trying to think, like, who would have ratted him out? And he, he thinks, like, could have been Kato, could have been Jobin. Like, and some he's like, clue ass shit. Yeah. Which like, one is it? <laughs> like, who can I call right now? I can't call Norske. And then, of course, as the close up on his eyes. And we see, like, there are two halves of a whole. Uh, he calls up the person that found him. Fucking Yasuho. That's and, my girl right there. Hell uh, yeah. We haven't seen her since, like, the Twister fight. Which is yeah. kind of lame. Um, and she's happy to see him. Or happy to she's see looking, him. She's looking better. She, yeah. She's looking, like, drawn better. Oh, yeah, for sure. No one has the same face anymore. Yeah. Um, the early Jajolian uh, art was so thick is the way i would put it like everything was like very defined like yeah. not so anymore it's like he he got a little he like loosened up a little bit it's like when he started doing jajolian he was like really high strung and now it's like okay now we're back into a little more like mm -hmm. comic style drawing so yeah yasuho doesn't look so like uh looks so much like a mannequin <laughs> like a mannequin from the hit movie mannequin <laughs> starring kim Cattrall. <laughs> Um, but Josuke is immediately like, right now I'm in a really bad situation, Yasuo, Yasuo, it's really bad, someone's coming to attack me, I need your help, please. <laughs> um, cause Yahoo, Yasuo's stand is really powerful for this sort of thing. Um, listen closely, I want you to, I'm gonna need a favor from you. I want you, I want you to go to the Rishiro Temple bus stop. The one that goes towards that city. <laughs> the bush is next to the road. You're going to find a tooth. You're not going to want to touch the tooth. Just inspect it visually. I want you to use your ability to figure out whose tooth it is. You just stand and get some medical records. Are you following me, Yasuo? Are you going to want to write some of this down, please? <laughs> like... <laughs> I need you to find this tooth, Yasuho. I know this is random. Just drop what you're doing and go find this fucking tooth. Yeah, this is a nice, really nice uh, turn on Highway Star. Uh, like, it's it's great. It's oh, Highway yeah. Highway Star, but weird. Well, yeah, it's bizarre. It's, again, <laughs> Bizarro Moiro, Bizarro Part 4, mm -hmm. Bizarro Highway Star. Except in this situation, uh, Yasuho would be Koichi. <laughs> Well, well, yeah, because their last names are the same. Oh. Yeah, she is Koichi. Because her, her oh. full name is Yasuho Hirose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. fuck. Yeah. How have we never put that together? I'm such an idiot. Yeah. 
The, see, uh, this is what happens when my dumbass can't remember little details like that. Like, fuck, that's why that makes, I'm here. That makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's like the same thing with the uh, Nijimura the maid. Like, she's Jotaro and uh, Okuyasu combined. Right. Mm. Um, so as Yasuho bounces from her drunk mom, who's like, Yasuho, where are you going? Out. <laughs> great um because yeah yasuho's mom is not great we we found that out before uh and josuke is running into the town square and we see are these the same teens from before yeah i think these are the same teens or maybe they're different teens Uh, they're kind of drawn the same so like yeah they're teens this guy doesn't really look like a teen this guy's got some like age lines on his face like i don't know maybe (laughs) He seems like the kind of guy who would hang outside a high school. Yeah. You know? <laughs> who would own a big truck. Yeah. Uh, because, like, his girlfriend right here is wob- Weeble Wobbling. Um, is she drunk? Like, yeah. Is is uh, is she going to be a zombie? Is she going to need to... F- Josuke needs going to run away from her, too. And it's like, hey, stop. You stop right there. And then he sees, like, this big fat guy coming out of the corner of his eyes, like, uh, uh, uh. but no, he's just, like, walking right past. And Josuke realizes that any one of these people in this crowd here could be infected. Oh, yeah, he's just, like, losing it now. He's just yeah. like, what the fuck? Nice little, like, and just in case the message wasn't hammered into your head, you get this little thing that says, crowds are dangerous. Yeah, stranger <laughs> just danger. In, <laughs> just in case you can't read context. <laughs> yeah. So we found out more about Dolomite Stand and his uh, intro back in Man at the Lake Part 2, Part 1, makes more sense now because maybe his stand, like, activated... Uh, oh, like, like, maybe she touched his tooth. No, no, it's just his flesh. Like Oh, you just have to touch his flesh. Oh, okay. Yeah, because his stand is, like, is an automatic... It's re- reactive, yeah. Yeah, like, he actually can't control it. That's why he gave Joven the tooth, because it's not like he could just set his stand to do a thing. Like, Basically, like, the worst kind of stand you can get. It's like, you wake up one morning, oh, cool, I have a stand, what does it do? Oh, I can't do anything with it. It just makes my life more difficult. <laughs> well, yeah, it's better than Survivor. It, like, you get Survivor, and it's like, oh, all my friends are killing each other. Oh, please Oh, stop. oh, why? <laughs> yeah. But we leave our friend Josuke. We do not have uh, manga is on hiatus next month. Please understand, which Thank is good. God, <laughs> Thank because you. this whole little arc we're doing right now is like pretty gripping. I'm really into it. Oh yeah, I love it. We'll probably have the next chapter a couple days after Valentine's Day, um, which is, is not t- not too far away. In no. the meantime, what are we gonna do? <laughs> I don't, I don't know we're just gonna keep making it up as we go along just like we we have been so we'll finish yeah. out uh we'll finish out under execution under jailbreak just so that we sick and say we did oh yeah dolce and master uh we can do the two gucci one shots um, yes we could do that we can do we can do uh rohan at the louvre but we'll have to get out our physical copies because Bedodo Bedodo does not have it right so we'll actually have to use the books oh <laughs> good thing we both own it like yeah nice we're like yeah. the nice good supportive fans that we are yeah it's just gonna be that episode's gonna be two boys reading a book into a microphone <laughs> join us for story time here on what a beautiful podcast 
And then after we get through all of that stuff, we always have some of Araki's other works too. You know, we got we got Magic, Magic Boy, Boy BT. BT. We got the uh, we got Irene. We got we got the. What? I just found out about this one. He wrote in a collection of stories about famous uh, famous eccentric people. He wrote a story about Typhoid Mary and a story about the Winchester family house. Oh, so, so we got that. Yeah, and then we go. have we have the slightly more well known bow. We can do we can do the visitor. We can, we can do, do our boy bow. Yeah, we can uh, do bow. Um, we're gonna have to start reaching for uh, some of this. We might have to talk about stuff that uh, is tangentially related to JoJo that takes inspiration from it, or maybe just stuff that we like at the time. We don't yeah, really know. it could be whatever, because like. You know, and some of, like, the better Stardust Crusaders arcs we'll just do a whole episode on. Like, we're definitely going to do a whole episode on the Hangman. Uh, oh, yeah, Because sure. that's, that's like, actually, like, really good stuff, so... We'll, What's your we'll do... stand? Gun! <laughs> Can't wait. Yeah, so that's going to be good content. So then, so yeah, so next week we'll finish out under Execution Under Jailbreak, and we'll mm-hmm. do more Stardust Crusaders, and it's going to be a good time. And... Yeah. Yeah, so that about does it for this week's episode of What a Beautiful Podcast. I'm Andy. That's Jack. I've I've been Jack. Thank you guys so much for listening. Whether you found us through iTunes, uh, Google Play, uh, the SoundCloud, the RSS feed, the subreddit, any way you found it, you're listening. Thank you so much. Give us we a love like, you. We love you so much. Anywhere. But yeah. until next time, guys, be good. Just, yes. just be good. Stay on, stay on your best behavior. We'll see you next week.